When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, welcome back to another special of the Masterclass. I'm your host, Heather Arbani. I'm joined by Rob Blanchett, as always. Today is Diego Simeone Masterclass special day. Rob, this is going to be a bit of a surprise for a lot of Manchester United fans because, obviously, he's not the obvious name. He isn't uh, Maurizio Pochettino. He isn't Eric Ten Hag. But Manchester United have had an interest in him for a considerable amount of time, even before these managers. You know, I mean, We're talking maybe seven, eight years. You know, Simeone has been... Liked by Manchester United, there has been interest, interest retained within the hierarchy. But guys, before we go into this, as always, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, give us a follow on at TF Masterclass, give myself a follow on at Hader underscore Abani, and give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. Rob, when we're having a look at it, you know, there is a, a bit of an issue at the moment that Ranić's facing in terms of just not get not being able to get it right on the pitch. It's not necessarily a tactical issue. There's so many different issues. The fact he's he's an interim. The fact that uh, you know he doesn't really have the players to play the system that he wants. Uh, he wants a midfielder. He's not getting the building blocks to do that. Very very frustrating. So we're looking at sort of the options. And Diego Simeone isn't the the name that Man United fans want to hear, but he's an intriguing option, isn't he? And we're going to discuss that later today. Hugely intriguing, one of the great managers of the past decade. So it's very interesting because there's always a populist thread that runs through all of these things when we talk about who is the right man for Manchester United. What does Man United fans want? An attacking coach, the next Guardiola, the next Klopp. Well, they don't really exist. They're not really out there. But there's plenty of good coaches and certainly elite coaches as well. Diego Simeone is in a little bit of a crossroads moment uh, in his time at Atletico Madrid. He's been there now for a decade. 
Uh, they won the title last year. Fantastic achievement in La Liga against teams that spend a lot more money than, than Atletico Madrid, though they do spend quite a lot themselves. And now they're in a situation where they're just hovering in the Champions League places, but they're well off the championship pace. So Atletico themselves might be looking for a new coach soon. And it means that Simeone might be looking for a new challenge. So we're going to talk about Simeone because the main candidates for the Man United job, obviously Pochettino, Ten Hag, and also I think you can put Ralph Rannick in there somewhere as well as he's already at the football club. There are complications around those three men. and We will kind of discuss that a little bit more as we go along. But Diego Simeone has spoken about Manchester United in the past, about, about the Premier League. Six months ago, he talked about how good the Premier League was, how it's the best league, uh, about how the top teams can compete. And he did actually name drop Man United at the time. And now we're in a situation where Manchester United are now looking towards candidates because it's only going to be four months until Ralph Ranić's kind of coaching contract has run out until he becomes this uh, this guy who who goes and moulds things behind the scenes with uh, with Murto. And we also know that Ralph Ranić really, really likes Diego Simeone. I think, Rob, before we do that, I mean, we have got a, uh, a screen grab on the screen. So we're just going to talk about sort of the social media perception. So this is you guys, uh, you know, on Twitter, the main United fans. So, Rob, you did put out a poll just uh, before we are recording here today. And it was only out for an hour or so. You know, we got uh, quite a few hundred uh, people voting. And uh, unsurprisingly, Rob, look, 74% have said no to Simeone. Now, that doesn't surprise me because, as you mentioned, we're comparing him to two managers, specifically Ten Hag, who's, who is very highly rated, perhaps, in my opinion, overrated. Um, he is the the sexy name. He's a flavor of the month. He's a young up and coming manager. There's no doubting his ability, but th- there is a real sort of um, f- maybe a deeper question to this. Maybe Manchester United need a manager like Simeone, someone that's going to come in and basically build a club back up from where it is to where it needs to be. And I just want to sort of talk about Atletico's situation before he came in, and we will actually have a look at some of the trophies he's won there as well. But when he was at Atletico Madrid. Before he joined, they were a club who almost in financial ruin. They were a club who were almost hilariously bad in the market. They were throwing money left, right and center. They're a club that needed someone to come in and basically build foundations. And Simeone, what he's done there, I mean, look, he's won eight trophies. He's won two La Ligas. He won, obviously, the champions at the moment. Won a Copa del Rey, um, the Super Cup twice. He's won the Super Copa de España once. He's won the Europa League twice. Obviously, runners up twice in the Champions League. Uh, to Real Madrid, but that's a phenomenal record considering the fact that he's played up, he's played against prime Guardiola teams and prime Zidane teams as well. He's an elite coach. There's no other way, two ways about it. You know, you mentioned what Atletico were like before uh, Simeone was at the football club. They're very kind of similar to Man United, kind of a, a basket case club. You know, not not doing it, spending money left, right, and center without success constantly hovering up and down so being good for a year not so good the next two years that sounds very man united doesn't it um i, I think what's interesting here kind of at the, the the screen grabs we've got up here and obviously the poll that i did i did that poll deliberately because i knew what twitter would say so it's just to see really what the twitter and what you know man united twitter feels about a manager like De- diego simeone because quite a lot of these things are not based on facts are they based on feelings 
So 74% feel, because they don't know, they feel that Diego Simeone should not be the next Man United manager. And that's not anything to do with his CV or his acumen or his achievements or anything. It's just what they feel about the manager. And this is where the problem starts and ends. So if you want someone who builds football clubs, and we talked about this a lot on the masterclass, you need to go and get a coach that does that and works within that system. Diego Simeone is quite possibly, along with, say, Pep Guardiola, and I think you can put Klopp in there as well, the best of all of those managers that build clubs. Ten years at Atletico Madrid in the face of the El Clasico Giants and still winning trophies, still being at the very top of Spanish football, while also performing incredibly well in the Champions League. There's no other coach that really can claim that. You know, we talk about uh, someone like Antonio Conte, obviously just come to Tottenham, heavily linked with Manchester United. He's never had a sniff in Europe, never even got close. Um, he's done well domestically, but he hasn't had the same challenges that Simeone has. You know, Simeone's really had to take this kind of sleeping giant and make them perform again. And in 10 years, he has done that. So Man United do fit Simeone, I think, more than maybe Simeone fits the idea of what Man United fans want. Some things that we do have to talk about, though, in terms of Simeone at Atletico, and we will talk about these myths because I think we need to bust a few myths after this. But firstly, he's very highly paid. He's the highest paid manager in the world football. So, you know, that has to be taken into consideration. We do see the Glazers. I mean, look, they have paid big for managers. Jose Mourinho was on a huge salary, but that is something to be considered. You know, we're looking at possibly, what, 20 million a year. Um, so that's something to consider as well. But also his his situation at um, Atletico isn't as safe as people think. And one of the things that I actually look at Simeone and I think it's a positive is his longevity at Atletico. And if a lot of Man United fans always talk about they want to build this uh, dynasty again, he's been there for over a decade and he's won eight trophies and he's done very, very well. And you look at the individual sort of honours he's won as well. I mean, he's won La Liga Coach of the Year three times you know he's won the global um football master coach award as well he's won that in 2017 he's uh he's won the coach of the decade as well the ifhs club coach of the decade i mean look he's very he's, he's elite isn't he and look i'll give my opinion as we go through and, and talk about some of the myths but on the face of it if you want a manager who's elite to come in and compete with guardiola and klopp in the premier league and thomas tuchel i'll say as well you actually can't really look that much further than someone like Diego Simeone if he becomes available in summer. Because I think he will leave. They are looking at other people. Uh, Inzaghi in particular may not do retain interest in Inzaghi as well. So this is something that could possibly happen for Manchester United come this summer. Well, when you compare Simeone to the the competition, and we talk about Ten Hag and, uh, and Pochettino, his CV is like five times bigger than both of theirs put together. So people talk about CVs and achievements and what a manager has done. And I think a lot of this is about vibes. You know, I've got a good vibe about Ten Hag, I've got a good vibe about Poch. We know that, you know, we've both talked about Poch and about his upside and what he can do and what we would like him to do at Man United. But the truth is, is that on, you know, black and white paper, Simeone has achieved a hell of a lot more than Pochettino. Loads more. You know, maybe with the similar kind of budgets as well, you know, in terms of the football clubs that they've been at. But you're right. You know, he's been at, at Atletico for 10 years. And when he signed that new deal, you know, a couple of years back, uh, it now it's now got two years left to run. 
it's it's worth around 25 million euros a year. So you said that is the, the highest paid manager in the world. Um, but there is talk today, obviously, with some of the stuff that's been breaking uh, from Spain, from Catalan newspaper El Nacional, uh, and also uh, some of the more Spanish contemporary newspapers, is that Man United would be willing to pay him around £460,000 per week. So that is in line with what he earns now. So that they would be they would be incentivizing this manager to come. So you know the wind and the sails have started to blow. Haydar, this is where we are. You know, I think when you look at Ralph Ranić and what's happened in the last few weeks, it shows that Man United fans are not really going to give him the time that he needs to do the job. But at the same time, Man United are not going to go and give him the time either, are they? You know, it feels like that they brought this guy in who could run with the football club. And on day one, what do they do? They chopped both his legs off. And that was that. So now he's trying to kind of do the best he can with what he's got. And that's fine. And I still I still absolutely back Ralph Rangnick. I would like him to get the job full time, 100%. But I do think that United will look at someone like Simeone and they'll feel that this is their marquee manager. You know, that Pochettino's great. Ten Hag's great. But this is elite. This is the guy who's probably the third best coach in the world. I think Conte could maybe have an argument with that. But as I say, Conte stays two years at football clubs and then moves, doesn't he? Two, three years and he's gone. Simeone has been here for a decade and revitalised Atletico over and over again. Two, three years success, having to sell your best players, then again doing it. You know, he's got that about him. And Man United need to understand how that works. You know, they need a manager that can take this squad rejuvenate it, but then also reinvent it just exactly like Sir Alex Ferguson used to do back in the day. Some of those myths, Rob, <laughs> we've got to bust them and we will bust them when we go into the tactics and we will do that today. Uh, but obviously, look, Man United are going to be playing Atletico in the Champions League. So United fans are going to get, yeah. you know, the front row seats towards the, the Simeone masterclass or disaster class. And that's a funny thing with uh, football fans in general is that if Simeone goes, and obviously we're playing the first leg on the 23rd of February and then second leg on the 15th of March, the return leg at Old Trafford. I mean, you look, if, if Simeone goes and absolutely destroys and spanks United, which is very, very possible because United are atrocious, let's be honest. And, it, and it's been a difficult job for Ranić. And it is kind of a shame as well that, you know, it's almost as if the Ranić project is over. I mean, there's talks that manager could come in before the end of the season. It's, it's, I mean, when, when players hear that, it's always the beginning of the end, isn't it? It's 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 a it's a bit of a mess. But when you have a look at uh, the fact that let's say Manchester United gets spanked, you'll see people clamoring for for Simeone, or they're, oh, actually, you no, know, maybe maybe he would be a good fit. Maybe I want to see this week in week out. Uh, or you get the other side if United win, where they say, well, we don't want someone <laughs> that Manchester United have been. It's it's really fickle, um, and it's very binary as well. But uh, some of those myths. Okay, I'm going to go through some of them. One, he plays Jose Mourinho football. Okay, negative football and we're going to no. go through him tactically after so that's the first one i think the second one is that he's he's quite aggravating he almost conte like in terms of oh he's going to clash with the board and it's quite funny because some people like the i've seen a lot of people say this about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. oh he kept everything in-house he didn't throw the players on the brush because Rannick's very direct the players are this this isn't this this is what's happened i prefer that personally these players are pathetic and spineless in my opinion and i didn't like that Oli always shielded them because it inevitably then he got he essentially got stabbed in the back and i think another thing to add to that as well rob is that uh manchester united will you know they'll play negative football so that obviously links to the jose Mourinho point so i'm going to let you go all 
through all three of them. One, the uh, the Jose Mourinho comparisons. Two, the uh, the aggravating maybe personality, and three, the, the tactical negative football. Well, first of all, Simeone isn't box office like Jose. So Jose has got a big gob. We know about that. We, we you know, covering his press conferences as a journalist and going for everything that, that Jose used to do is just box office. He'll just he'll say anything to kind of create a headline, and that's how he manages. Um, you see, with Simeone, I think maybe the only connection with maybe him and Jose of the past is that he does garner good player loyalty. So we didn't really see that from Jose at Man United because I think we got the the kind of finished version of Jose Mourinho and obviously now he's at Roma and kind of stuck out there. Um, but he failed at Man United, he failed at Tottenham and it's the kind of back end of his career, isn't it? Or the back end of his successes. You know, he might he might come again, but he is where he is for a reason. Um, Diego Simeone is still at the very top of his stock. So we talked about Conte being like that before, didn't we? A, play, a man who... Who's, who's been winning titles and championships and getting to Champions League finals. And as we said, a builder of football clubs. So I think that's the key difference with Jose is that Jose and Conte are not builders, not builders at all. They get success, but they do it, don't they, in two and three year spells. There's no way that Diego Simeone, if he took the Man United job in the summer, would be coming for a two or three year spell in England. He would be committing for five to six years and then beyond. And that's really what Man United fans want, isn't it? They want to get away from this whole coaching merry-go-round of manager after manager after manager, failed name after failed name after failed name. And they want to see that there's a coach there that puts the principles of Manchester United there first and foremost. Um, As I said, we'll go through all the tactics and we'll look at how he plays and kind of, again, dispel a few myths. You know, but he does not play regressive football. You know, in fact, no top coach who wins things gets away with it and plays regressive football. You've got to you've got to score goals and win games. So it's it then becomes degrees, doesn't it, of Haydar of entertainment. So people want an Ole outlook because Ole was talked a good fight about that. I want to play attacking football. But when Ole left, the reason why he left was because he wasn't playing attacking football and he wasn't playing good football. It was bad football. You know, so that's why it fell apart for him at the end. Uh, Diego Simeone knows how to win. And Manchester United need to get back to winning. That's the first kind of port of call. I did say when Jose got the job, I remember the transition from LVG to to Jose. I said that you need someone who's won more recently. Now, Jose had only won the Premier League just a year or so before that. So he had one thing to Chelsea, but of course he got sacked at Chelsea for that really bad campaign. And then that opened the door for him to come to United. People might say the same about Simeone if he leaves Atletico off the back of a bad season. But I think with his age and the fact that he's been at one place for for so long, that he can then go and replicate what he's learned over the last 10 or 15 years and bring it to a football club that really, really needs it. Let's move on now to tactics, Rob. Systems and tactics. Now, something that's surprising, actually. I mean, look, the staple that a lot of people sort of, uh, the system, you know, that they... Um, associate Simeone with is the 4-4-2. And I was like, well, that's probably what they've played a lot more. But we've done a bit of research here and it's actually not the 4-4-2 that is his predominant system. He's played the, let's call it 3-1-4-2 rather than 3-5-2. And we'll talk about that in a second, you know, why why it's more of a 3-1-4-2. Uh, but he's, in a lot of ways, he's very similar to Conte. You know, obviously three at the back, um, you know, 
dominating matches, you know, and, and occupying spaces and territory, being difficult to break down, being compact, uh, you know, fullbacks providing that width. You're looking here, we've got Trippier and Carrasco, you know, they're playing wingbacks there. Um, being able to press high, but also being able to be more compact and playing a bit more of a low block. Difficult to beat, uh, difficult to break down. Good character in the team as well. A lot of fans like myself wanted Antonio Conte. Saw it as a missed opportunity. You know, the more I look at Simeone, it does sway me. I'm still very much in the Pochettino camp. The reason why I'm not so much in the Ten Hag camp, and I've said this many times on Masterclass, is I don't believe the structure of the club is uh, going to be beneficial for him. And I think it could be a possible potential disaster. But when I'm having a look at um, what Simeone could offer... I mean, look, it's it's probably closer to what Ranić wants to do, and it, it's more of a obvious transition, isn't it? Looking at the makeup of our squad as well. Well, what's the connections here between, say, Ralph Ranić, who, as we said, might not be coach in four months' time, but will be still at Manchester United as a in a more kind of consultancy role and more executive role, working with Murto. What's the connection between Ranić and Simeone? Well, the connection is counter pressing. Because that's what these two—that's what their teams do. So when you look at the system here, obviously it is a three-one-four-two. That is how it's set out every week. You've got there at the moment. This is the system and the team from this season playing in a uh, playing in La Liga. Obviously, Kieran Trippier has now left the football club, but the shape is to play someone like Koke, who is a ball player in front of the defence, having three defenders that go and do their work behind him. So it's kind of almost like a reverse sweeper system in a way. And then having the midfield packed with people who can run on to get you going press, going close down and going counter-attack, leaving you with two forwards. So it's it's very similar without the formation being exactly the same to the system that Ranić's playing. Because Ranić is trying to create this counter-pressing style. It's not worked. We know it hasn't worked. I think in the last game against Aston Villa, as you just saw, that United gave away a two-goal lead. But there were big chunks of that game where it did work and Man United did do the work. So you hope that that they can kick on and do that. But I do think that if Ranić is at all influenced by systems and coaching, and we know that he is, and he's going to have a say in bringing in a top name, the best name that you can go and get on the market, honestly, is Diego Simeone. Like you just said that you liked the idea of Conte coming to the football club. This is Conte pumped up times 10. You know, Conte hasn't done anything near the same as what Simeone has done. You know, so th they're not very same, I think, stylistically. The systems are, are, are a little bit similar in terms of 3-5-2. Um, but what Conte has done and what uh, Simeone has done, Simeone has done it at one club over and over again, reinventing it. Conte wins, gets annoyed, falls out of people, leaves. So it is different. And I think United are a little bit adverse to managers that, that do that two to three year cycle. They got stung with a couple of the coaches that they've had where it kind of was over after a couple of years. Ole, it hasn't worked. They wanted Ole to be a kind of long-term manager to also push the philosophy of Man United forward. That didn't work. So I think now they might go back to, to a little bit more tried and tested. They'll look for a coach that's got that record of being somewhere for a long time and having that commitment. Because I know that we've talked about contracts a little bit, and I will say it's not worth talking about contracts. But what I will say is this, is that if you bring a manager in for 18 months or two years, you are kind of telling that manager, well, if you don't do it, off you go. We're not interested in long term. We just want to win tomorrow. Now, Man United do want to win tomorrow. 
but you do have to give someone a contract and say, we believe in you for a long time. This guy would get that. You know, you'd have to give him a huge contract. He'd probably still be the most best paid manager in the world. Um, and he would bring his tactics to Old Trafford and United fans who obviously want all this entertaining football. I think they would swallow it if they started to win and compete with Manchester City and Liverpool. Also, Rob, you have to you have to look at the sort of the makeup of his team. So I'm going to go through what well, we're going to go through each sort of, you know, what he expects from each uh, function. So we've gone now to the 4-4-2 because I think this is more familiar with people. So let's do it this way. Yeah. So, you know, you can start with the goalkeeper. And I think one of the key things is that you won't see a Simeone team really build out from the back. They're no. more direct. You know, they'll try and get the ball into midfield. Um you know, and then they'll look to play, or he'll look to play into the final third, and that's where you know the two the two men up top come come into use. When you look at those centre backs as well, in front of Oblak, um, what's very very important about them is that they are obviously very good in one on one duels, and that's something that <laughs> I mean I don't think United centre backs are particularly good at the moment. But the other thing about them as well is that they will essentially have to marshal a lot of space, wouldn't they? Because you've got the two fullbacks who bomb forward. So let's talk about that a little bit because Manchester United don't necessarily have the fullbacks, I don't think, at the moment. I mean, look, Luke Shaw's a good player. Dallow's good on the front foot. wan not great on the front foot. Uh, and Tellez is not great on the back foot. But when you have a look at that back four, I mean, would he be able to translate that to Manchester United's system? And we will talk about Man United's system, you know, an ideal team under Simeone with some signings. But these are things to take into consideration because... De Gea is not the greatest with his feet, if I'm honest. His distribution is not great, but this could benefit him more, couldn't it? Where he's asked to play more long, more direct, and almost we don't build out from the back because I don't think United centre backs also are particularly good at building out from the back. No, and 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 I think De Gea would absolutely love Simeone because Simeone won't be doing what Guardiola says, and that is like let's play tippy tappy, you know, three yards from your from your goal line. So we've seen with Man United that they've never looked really comfortable doing it. They did it better last year for Ole, and then it kind of all fell away this year. So Man United fans do have a bugbear about that. But I think tactically, like you were saying about going long, I don't really think it's that. I think what they do is they get the ball into wider areas and they kind of take that channel, the wider channels, and go through it. They make sure they're solid in the middle and then they make sure that they can counter-press and then counter-attack when the opportunity is there. So that's what Simeone's team do, do really well. 4-4-2, I think, is a bit of a misconception. This is the, the formation that they play mostly in the Champions League because that fits, I think, his squad. I don't think that's necessarily what he'll do at Man United. But we've seen that Ranić has played his 4-2-2-2, which in the shape without the ball is a 4-4-2. So you can see that stylistically there are similarities between the current coach at Man United and Diego Simeone. So you can work for all those things and, again, try and place certain Man United players doing certain jobs in a different style and a different system. But it's about teaching these players. So this is how it would be. So Simeone came in in day one. If, for instance, Ranić has spent six months teaching the guys how to counter-press, you would hope that the guys that remain could do Simeone's system a lot quicker, wouldn't you? Because it's very, very similar in terms of philosophy. Um, I think as well, you know, if you can't get a Guardiola and you can't get a Klopp, there shouldn't be this whole feeling that you've got to go and get Klopp light or Guardiola light. You know what I mean? So this is the whole thing about Ten Hag or someone like that, is that they might be a little bit about like the guys at the very, very top, but unless they are as good as them, in what they do, it's kind of pointless. 
You need someone that's got experience. You need someone who's built football clubs before and will do it in a methodical style. And I think that's what Simeone would do. I think he would be maybe very close to what Ralph Ranić likes to do, not without Ralph's experience, but he has also got elite experience of being at the very, very top of European football. When you also look at the midfield, Rob, I think the key point here for me is that they have to be combative. They have to be versatile. I mean, you're looking here, he does like to play almost... um, you mentioned it's not really a four-four-two. You could maybe see four-two-two-two. I know my United fans hate that right now, but you know those—they're almost like attacking midfielders. You know, playing more—you know, not out-and-out wingers. And I think that's quite interesting because that makes it seamless, doesn't it? For let's say it goes to Ranić to a to a Simeone, you know, it is a seamless transition in that respect. But what I do like about when he whoever plays in midfield. So here we're looking at Koke and Saul, someone that I do like who's had an awful time at Chelsea, but. Uh, Regain possession quickly, link defence to attack, and break lines with penetrative passes. What does that sound like? That sounds like what we should have been seeing with Ranier Ball, shouldn't we? We should have been seeing a bit more verticality. So what, what will be interesting is that whatever sort of um, whatever sort of system Simeone does play, the principles are all the same. You know, they're going to be compact in defence. They're going to try and counter-press. They're going to win the ball back. They're going to get it forward to those two men who are going to make, you know, runs in behind. And they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be, Difficult to difficult to stop. So, sort of by judging all of what we said today, this is not going to be boring football. And something that I, you know, have said in the past about Simeone is that I'm not sure I can sit and watch this week in week out. Like I admire when I watch him in the Champions League. I admire it. I'm like, this is it's it's actually quite impressive. You know how well drilled his teams are, how high the concentration is. I mean, they're very you know very switched on. You know, and it takes a lot of concentration and, and training and and to work on the training pitch to be that well drilled. There's great mentality running through his teams. But you know what? I'm at the stage now, Rob, where we haven't played attacking football or great football the last eight years. We've been rubbish. We've been difficult to watch. There were spells under Ollie where we were thinking, right, this is gonna this is gonna go towards something a little bit bigger. And it just never happened. And if Manchester United win football, they show motivation, they show, show passion, they show desire, they're well drilled, they're difficult to beat. Fans are gonna love it doesn't matter how the title comes or a trophy comes it doesn't matter what style there isn't one way to win a title you know the problem is i think we've seen the way guardiola's done it and the way Klopp have done it you know they play heavy metal football or beautiful possession-based football like guardiola that there's only one way to to skin the cat but there's several ways always and and i think that that's the thing there's there's united fans every incarnation with every coach has have a different feeling of what they want. So it's not a kind of just blueprint of, oh, please entertain me because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's teams were entertaining at times and other times they were horrible. So, you know, you never got consistency with Ole's side, but I think at least Ole talked a good fight. He just couldn't sustain it. You know, I think, as I said, this time last year, Manchester United were top of the Premier League exactly 12 months ago today. And here we are now looking at Manchester United, who the next boss is going to be. So I think with Simeone and and his style and how he makes his team work and how they fight, that would be hugely appreciated at Old Trafford. Because one of the bugbears at the moment is that we've got a weak side that doesn't really like to have a, you know, doesn't really know what to do with adversity. So when things go wrong, they get worse. You know, Simeone teams... You know, when when there's fires on the football pitch, they go and create more fires. Do you know what I mean? This is what they do. They'll 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 match it. 
they'll show that that they want to win. And I think United fans want a team that does that because that's what was the greatest part of Fergie sides. Fergie sides weren't always the most technical. They could do stuff and play good football, score lots of goals. But when you look at the traditional Man United setup, you know, we've got we've got this kind of rose-tinted glasses, haven't we, about it? You know, I can remember watching United many, many times at Old Trafford over the years, both like in my late teens and 20s, and played a load of rubbish sometimes under Fergie. It's the truth. Sometimes Fergie set up to just kill a game and you'd win it 2-0 and you'd go home. And lots of games happened like that at Old Trafford. So Simeone is not a million miles away from that. Get the job done. Let's go on to the next match. And I think we need a little bit of that because that's how you become economical. But Atletico Madrid play some really nice football. I've watched them a lot, covered them over the years, covered Simeone's team for a decade. And they do play good football. They're not completely regressive. It isn't like watching, you know, what a traditional Jose Mourinho side where you feel like the low block is just going to suffocate you to death and you just don't want to watch it anymore. This team does not play a low block, but it can defend. It will fight. And it's shown that Simeone, he instills that into his players. And Man United do need a manager that does that now in the next round, whoever the next coach will be. They absolutely do need that. And, you know, we talk about the United way. What's the United way? Showing passion and desire, fighting for the badge on your chest, winning football matches, developing youth, playing entertaining football. Football, look, you know when they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, football's almost like that, isn't it? You know, some people prefer, everyone has different preferences. Uh, And do you know what, one of the things as well, Haydar, you're sorry to jump in, just to just say like, one of the big things on Twitter, and you see it all the time, is that Man United fans always still talk about Roy Keane, all the time. Well, Diego Simeone as a manager is the closest thing you'll get to Roy Keane as a coach. So, like, if if he just even shows a tenth of what kind of Kino does with that kind of hard man image, Diego Simeone was a genuine hard man footballer, you know, and he still is as a coach. You know, he's steely-faced, steely-eyed. The difference between him and Roy is that Roy isn't particularly a very good coach or a good man manager and has failed as a manager. And this guy, for 10 years, has managed one of the top teams in the world and has won stuff. Yeah, it's actually a, that's a fantastic point. I was kind of going to bring that up because... The United fan base do thrive on someone that shows, you know, this is what we wanted to see from Jose Mourinho when he was here, didn't we? We wanted to see the old Jose Mourinho, you know, passion on that touchline. We didn't see that. It was, he was stale. It was, he was a shadow of himself. And, you know, I, I honestly do believe, Rob, that if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wasn't an ex-legend and, oh, sorry, a legend and an ex-player and uh, someone who's, you know, built into fabric of the history of the club, People used to get frustrated, didn't they, at LVG just sitting there on the touchline? And and I honestly think if Oli wasn't who he was, fans would have got frustrated as well because we didn't see that fire and passion on the touchline. I'm not asking them to go and, you know, to go and fight with the opposition manager, but Simeone, you know, the way he's so, like, he just gets the fans up. That would make Old Trafford electric, in my opinion. Everyone has different opinions on what they see. Yeah. I'm still firmly more in the Poch sort of camp because I've loved Poch, you know, for years, but... When I look at, we look at the pros and cons and we look at some of these pros and Atletico's characteristics. I mean, look, counterattacks, you know, we know that they are pretty devastating in transition. Uh, they attack down the wings. That's down to the fullbacks, creating through individual skill, um, coming back from losing positions, uh, which is a weakness as well, Rob, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, if you're going behind, look, one of the weaknesses is protecting leads, but it does show there's a winning mentality there um, and stealing the ball back from the opposition. So when you're looking at some of these, you know, these are all things that you want to see a main night team do, don't you? And these are all things that Ralph Ranick does. 
This is Ralph Ranick's MO. This is it. Like when you read those, all of those strengths, that's what Ralph has talked about from day one. That's what he did at Red Bull. It's this is when we talk about formations, we talk about them a lot because obviously we do a tactical show, but formations doesn't matter. What matters is strategy. So it's how you do it within that. You can have six different formations. It's just the strategy of the tactics or how you actually win the ball back and do those things. You see their counterattacks. That's classical, classically Manchester United. Coming back from losing positions over the years has been classically Man United. Look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Manchester United. They used to go down 1-0 every time and then win a game, didn't they? That was that was about spirit and character that, that was lost this season. Funnily enough, you just kind of mentioned there about um, about Ole. You know, I think if, if you don't buy Ronaldo and you spend that money on Declan Rice, I think Ole's still got a job. And Man United are probably six, seven points off the top of the league rather than being where they are today, which is set adrift. So these are these kind of decisions go with you. And I think when you, you look at someone like Simeone, he would replicate the stuff that's happening right now at Man United. So the stuff that Ranić is trying to do and trying to instill in those players, they're kind of Simeone's strengths, aren't they? You know, it's, it's how he plays. And this is also why I think that, you know, Pochettino... And Simeone as coaches and as people are very, very similar. So it's very easy to maybe say, if you want Pochettino, that really those two things are interchangeable, aren't they? I think as managers, both in the way that they play, their style, their tactics, they kind of fit the Ranić Red Bull system. So if you're going to employ the Red Bull system, which is what Man United have hinted that they want to do over the next summer and then beyond and have a, have a new philosophy, then both Poch and Simeone fit that mould. Something to add as well, you know, May United have got a big, they have got a big rebuild to do still, in my mm. opinion. And it it's huge. And you're seeing that now. It didn't seem like that, obviously. It looked like Oli's rebuild was, looked like we were one, maybe one, two players away. But no, there's, there's a big rebuild to do. And some of these young lads, Rob, they do need maybe someone like Simeone. They need someone who's going to almost inject a, you know, a rocket up the backside and, and, and basically shake them and say, look, lads, you're so talented, but you need to do the other side of the game. You need to work hard. It's, you know, you might be Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford, great talents, but you, can't, you aren't just going to walk a career. You need to work hard to do that. And now here up on the screen, we've got the United setup under possibly under Simeone. So we've gone for the... 3-1-4-2, Rob. And um, obviously, that's his preferred one. So we'll start, you know, so obviously, David De Gea in goal. And you've got... Um, so you've added players that could fit into the system. So the three players that you've added, let's say, as, as transfers would be um, Jimenez at centre-back. Fantastic player. Absolutely fantastic player. You've got Declan Rice. He would be an ideal player for Manchester United. And Jude Bellingham. And we will be doing a future masterclass on Jude Bellingham, guys. So make sure you do hit the like button, hit the subscribe button and uh, turn those notifications on. But um, we start with that defence, Rob. Back three. That's a defence that has some nice balance. You'll probably see as well that with that extra protection of, say, that you know defensive midfielder, it probably suits the likes of Maguire and Varane, I would say, being in the back three and being a bit more controlled. Yeah, this is a little bit of a kind of fancy football dream scenario because... You know, these three players don't play for Manchester United at the moment. You know, Jimenez has been uh, exceptional for a long time at Atletico and was a Simeone project from when he was a kid. 
so you would expect that maybe he might be interested in still playing for for the guy that brought him through. And then, of course, we've got here Declan Rice and obviously Drew Bellingham, obviously the the heart of England's team for many years to come. I think Declan Rice come on a long way. Drew Bellingham is just outstanding. Manchester United missed the chance to bring him in, obviously, when he went to, to Borussia Dortmund. But the reason why we did this is just to kind of give people who are watching the show and thinking tactically about what Man United could be under Simeone. Because let's be honest, if you saw that 3-5-2, would you think it was boring? You know, so this is the whole thing about systems and and, and what things really mean. You know, there's nothing regressive about this 11. And that's even with the likes of, say, Aaron Wan-Bissaka still in your team as a, as a kind of right wing back. You know, Aaron would be able to do the defensive function with a five when they go back and when they're a bit deeper. But he'd also be able to get out of there, use his, his athleticism to get up the pitch. He'd have to learn to cross the ball. You know, that was something Simeone would have to work on. But the, the whole idea here is that Man United have really got the pieces in place if the Ranić project just continues to the end of the season. Because we need to see that United play similar systems going forward. So United did play 4-1-4-1 against Villa. And there was definitely benefits to that system than, say, the 4-2-2-2. But it's not a million miles away from a 3-5-2. It really, really isn't. Because you're about, you're, it's about spacing. And it's about being able to set traps and counter-attack and counter-press. So you can still do the same thing, but just with different formations. And I think you see here that if this was the setup under under Diego Simeone, this Manchester United team would be competitive. You know, it would beat teams. It would manage games better. I think as long as the energy was there and the fitness was there, I think the motivation wouldn't be an issue under Simeone. I don't think the motivation is a problem at the moment, even under Ranić. It's just that Ranić's having to force feed these players to do it's different things. also interim things. And he's the interim. So it's really tough to kind of get a complete overview on every player at the football club. You know, I've not even included Paul Pogba here because Paul Pogba is an ongoing issue and there's still lots of Man United fans who want Paul Pogba gone. But as Ralph Rannick has said today in his presser for the pre-Brentford game, Paul Pogba's had one training session and he absolutely loved what Paul Pogba did. He was like, amazing, loved it, you know, totally, totally dialed in, really focused, gave me everything I wanted and look forward to having him back at some point, you know, when he's fit to play. So you could drop Paul Pogba in this system very easily. He could play the Rice role, the Bruno role or the Bellingham role very, very, very easily. It wouldn't be a problem. You just have to uh, uh, kind of move things around because the Rice role isn't really a defensive midfielder, not in a 3-5-2. It's someone who needs to progress the ball. So you could play a number six, a more modern one. At the moment, Simeone plays Koke there, and Koke, 100% is not a defensive midfielder, like a million percent not a defensive midfielder. He is a, is a forward-thinking, progressive midfielder. So you can play different players in there. Donny van der Beek might be able to play that role in this system as well. Uh, and you would see a different Man United. You know, I think you'd see something that we'd be more akin to. Wouldn't it be good to have a Man United team that turned up every week and fought? Wouldn't that be great? You know, I want the stylistic values. I want to see attacking football. I want to see fun football. Diego Simeone, Atletico fans don't go home and go, oh, well, we're a bit regressive, do they? Now they go count the trophies. That's what we used to do at Man United. So we need someone who's going to stand up to Jurgen Klopp and stand up to Pep Guardiola and say, I am one of your peers. I'm not a guy chasing your tails. I'm not a guy from Ajax. 
I'm not a guy at PSG who didn't win anything at Tottenham Hotspur and blah, 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 as we hear about Pochettino all the time. I'm a guy that's built a football club that competed with the very best. So I think that's why we're going to hear a lot more about Diego Simeone over the coming weeks, because it's important to see what Atletico do with their management choices, but they might be ready for a change. And I think Diego Simeone might be ready for a change. And hey, the biggest club in world football who are looking for a top elite coach are Manchester United. Rob, let's sort of uh, conclude now. And we've uh, we've we've busted some of the myths. We've talked about tactics. We've put Simeone's medals on the table because he's very decorated. Um, you know, we've talked about setup under May United setup under Simeone. So when we're looking at all these sort of things, what's the final thing you're going to say? What I will say is after going through this, because you know, while we're obviously trying to educate and provide great content for fans we also learn things don't we when we go back and we do our research we learn things you know when i went back and did my content research i was i was also i was pretty blown away at some of the statistics you know how many goals they side scored and when i've when i've looked at simeone something that's really come out for me is his players buy into what he what he does he's got loyalty that's massive in my opinion, and something which is not really seen in the modern day. You know, Jose had used to have a lot of loyalty from his players. I think Conte buys in and gets loyalty, but Conte's is very short-lived and he ends up going. Uh, the other thing that um, I'm impressed with is, is the flexibility in terms of his Atletico side without possession, so without the ball. They can press high up. They can also play low block. They're compact. They're difficult to break down. And uh, the last thing is actually his longevity at Atletico and he has rebuilt sides and we all praise Fergie, don't we? About how he rebuilt the rebuilt four different eras, essentially, you know, four different teams. I mean, Simeone has done this obviously on a, and the less, less amount of time as Sir Alex has, he's built a couple of sides, but that is actually such a big plus point for someone like Simeone. And when you take away all the cliches and all the perceptions about Diego Simeone and you strip it down to sort of the bare fundamentals, the trophies, the character, and where Manchester United are right now and what they need to do in terms of where what they need to do to get to even anywhere near Manchester City and Liverpool, Simeone ticks a lot of those boxes. Yeah, see, when you say it out loud, you, you get the true picture, don't you? So 74% of Man United fans on their little digital screens saying they don't want a manager who's as successful and as perfectly suited to the Man United project and things that have been going wrong for the best part of 10 years, they don't want him because they don't want him because it's about perception rather than facts. So the facts do tell us those things. So like you just said there, I learned as a, as a football journalist for like, you know, 11, 12 years that I don't know everything. And what I do is that when I do my research and dig into the numbers and look at the stats, then I start to educate myself on some of these things. So, I've known Diego Simeone for many, many years. I've known how his teams play. But when you kind of really look at it and then you kind of match it to the Man United model, it's kind of exactly the man you want. You want someone with a big personality that might be a shouter and screamer on the touchline, but generally has that methodicalness to be able to go behind the scenes, communicate with his players and build this trust, as we said, like Conte does. But that also takes time, doesn't it? You see Conte's having hiccups at Spurs because... He's having to weed out people. He's having to go, well, you're good, you're good, you're good, but you're not. I'm going to sell you. You're good, you're good, you're not. And that's how you do it. And Ranić is also now doing that at Man United. So, you know, he will have big input with the board about which players come and go and stay. So 
I think when you look at this and you look at ideal candidates, Poch is a really good candidate because he's a builder of clubs, but maybe hasn't done that building for a little while, being honest. He's at, he's at PSG at the moment, not a club that builds. They're a club that just buys. And then you look at Ten Hag. Yeah, he's done a bit of building at Ajax, but it's done under a philosophy of the club. You know, So when Ten Hag goes, someone else will do it. It won't change. It's just what it is. You need someone who's got experience. And I've said this. This, this is the argument about Ranić. Ranić is experienced. and Ranić knows how to build football clubs. So I would be more than happy if he got a contract long-term to be able to do this over, say, 18 months or beyond. But Diego Simeone, he is the candidate that you want to give a five-year contract to. He's the one that you want to say, right, this is your squad. These are your boys. Tell us who you want to keep. Tell us who you want to go and tell us who to go and buy. Because it's kind of as easy as that, Haydar, isn't it? You know, that's what boards need. They need a manager that has a personality that's just bulletproof. You know, just someone who will stand up there. So if you do want a Roy Keane type, don't go and get Roy Keane because he's got issues. What you go and get is someone who's a bit like Roy, but doesn't have those issues, doesn't bring them along with him. You know, someone who will stick it out. And you've seen that he's had bad times at Atletico as well. You know, he's had to be a chameleon. He's had to change stuff, do different formations. It's still the same philosophy. It's still the same man, but it's different teams. And that's what Man United need. They need someone who is a squad builder, but takes no BS. And that's what we, I think we want going forward. No offence to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He had his own style. He looked after the players. I think he did that to a good level, but then it hit a brick wall when the icon returned. I think that changed the whole perception around the football club about what they needed to be. What they need to do is look after each other, first and foremost. But you need a coach to look after the players as well. You can't get away with that, you see. I think Ranić could do that. But I think Jager Simeone, if you, Man United fans want someone with a CV... There's no better man in the world than Diego Simeone. And there it is, guys. If you are on the fence about Simeone, I think you're probably in the camp of yes. If you're dead against him, I hope we've maybe changed a few opinions. Even myself, you know, like I'm firmly in the Pochettino camp, but uh, Simeone is warming to me. And I think, you know, we maybe need to step outside what we think is the right move, right choice because what we like or what we think what football we want to see and maybe what we need to go to what we want, uh, what we need right now. Maybe it's not what we want, Rob. So guys, as always, make sure you give us a follow on at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow on at Hader underscore Rabani and give Rob a follow on underscore Rob underscore B. Is Semi-Only the man from Manchester United? He might just be. We'll see you all next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Social Podcast Network.